Welcome to The Daily Cut, a podcast of Park Community Church. I'm Trevor Lovell, one of the pastors here from our Near North location. Throughout this season, we wanted to create something consistent that would help add even a little sense of rhythm to life. And so to do that, we've altered our use of this podcast, and instead we'll be posting a short devotional every day. We hope you'll join us and we'll enjoy listening. This is The Daily Cut, and I'm Trevor Lovell. So today, uh, we have something special for you all. Today is actually Palm Sunday, and we are launching into Holy Week as a church, which is the week where Christians for thousands of years have entered back into the final days of Jesus's life, the last week of his life. And this year, what we're doing as a church to kind of enter into this together is uh, we have these Holy Week devotionals where we've paired visual art pieces that we've asked uh, different people throughout Uh, different artists throughout the church to create these visual artworks, uh, poetry, songs, uh, as well as written devotionals for every day that are all paired together. Uh, And each one of these devotionals is looking at Holy Week from the perspective of one of the people who were there, right? From Mary Magdalene, from Peter, from uh, from Judas, uh, from, you know, from Thomas. And, And this first day is actually exploring the perspective of Thomas, the disciple, And the devotional is written in the first person as if Thomas is the one speaking. And so uh, the hope is to kind of get in, to kind of enter into his experience a little bit of what it was like after the crucifixion, but before he saw Jesus a week later. And so that's the setting of it. And uh, we're going to be going through these each days of the week. And this one has kind of a different format. And so because it's in the first person like that, I actually asked a friend of mine, Zach Twardowski, He's an actor who is also a member at our church at Near North. I asked him to give a reading of this. And so that's what we're going to hear. Super excited for it. And then afterwards, I'll jump back in with you, uh, share share a passage that is kind of tied to this, and then we'll wrap things up together. So this is a devotional on Thomas the Disciple. It's called Touching Wounds, and it's read by Zach Twardowski. Enjoy. Before all this, I was the portrait of firm resolve. If I started something, I finished it. I was no easier dissuaded from my purpose than a continent is pushed from its place. I was steady. But then all this happened. And suddenly everything I'd held on to slipped away like some great island, lost in a moment, swirling away into the depths of the sea, and I was left with nothing. And I have nothing. I mean, I was ready to die for this, for Jesus. When he spoke of his own death, some of the others were afraid, but I chided them, saying, Let us also go, that we may die with him. We didn't start following only to give up when things got rough. When things turned sour, we made a decision, and we were going to stick to it. Because we believed in him. I believed in him. But then that whole week was so confusing. It didn't seem like the steady and glorious march to a martyr's death that I expected. Instead, everything seemed fine. When we came into Jerusalem for the feast, literally a parade welcomed us. People were waving palm branches and calling out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel! It didn't seem like the steady march to the grave. It felt more like an ascension to the throne. At least that's what I thought. And I think that's how I got caught off guard. He warned us about his death, he told us, but we didn't listen. The parade and the palm branches and the shouting, it was all so much. We started to think life would be easy, that life would be good, and we got comfortable. 
So when the time for the Passover meal rolled around and he started talking about leaving us, it didn't make sense. It didn't add up to how things were unfolding. And then before we knew it, night had come and we had gone to the garden and then the group of soldiers and some of the religious leaders and Judas and Judas was with them. But they had swords and it got violent and they arrested Jesus. And in that moment, I mean, we were tired. We were confused. We didn't understand what was happening. And we ran. We scattered in all different directions. We abandoned him only to learn that the next day they killed him. They hung him on a cross. And now, he's dead. It was almost a week and a half ago now, and I don't know what to do with myself. I don't know what direction to go in. It feels like the ground beneath my feet just all of a sudden sank beneath the waves. There's no land to even swim to anymore. A couple of days after it happened, the others, Peter and John and them, they actually had the audacity to say that they'd seen him. That somehow, even though he died, Jesus was alive again. Which would be great if it was true, but how could it be? We all know he's dead. I mean, if he died and came back to life, he's not just some great rabbi. If he did that, he... He's something more, but I just don't buy it. I told them, I'll believe he's alive when I see it, when I can touch the holes in his hands from the nails and the wounds in his side from the spear. When I can do that, I'll believe it. But until then, I'll never believe, because we all know he's dead. I'm actually going to see them now. That was about eight days ago when they said they'd seen him, but I don't know what the point is. What do we even have in common anymore except for the fact that we all wasted a few years on this dead rabbi? It's it's not right to talk about him that way. I just, I don't know. There's no point. But I guess I'll go and hear them out just this once. Thankfully, We do have the benefit of reading this story in its entirety and knowing what took place at the end. John chapter 20, verses 24 to 29, finish out the picture for us of what Zach started. And this is what it says, John chapter 20, verses 24 to 29. Now Thomas, one of the 12, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails and place my finger into the mark of the nails and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. And Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Amen. All right, so I just want to give us a couple of reflection questions around this. And uh, this is the first one. We see that Thomas had this extreme confidence in Jesus. You read through the Gospel of John, you see that all throughout, that he was willing to die for him. 
But then the events of the, this final week go about and it seems like he gets a little bit disoriented and then and then Jesus actually dies. And, and that seems to be incredibly disorienting for Thomas that after that, he didn't know quite what to make of things. And, that, and you get the sense that he expected Jesus to come through in a certain way. And then he didn't. And that was hard for Thomas to, to deal with. And so the question, first off, right away is, have you ever experienced something like that? Have you ever expected God to come through in a certain way and he didn't? And I think the truth is that's something that most of us have experienced, that we felt that. But the truth is, in Thomas's situation and in ours, that, that his confidence in Jesus wasn't misplaced. Right As we see in the passage above, Jesus did rise again. And Thomas saw not only that Jesus was alive, but he also recognized Jesus for who he truly is. Right? It was in that moment when he saw the risen Christ that he realized that he's God, that this person is divine. And so the follow-up question for us that I think is especially significant in a season like the one that we're in is how is it true that even when Jesus doesn't come through in the way that we expect, that our confidence in him is still rightly placed? How is it true that even when he doesn't come through in the way that we expect, that our confidence in Jesus is still where it's supposed to be. And I think that's a, that's a good question for us because maybe you're in a season where you're in a similar place to Thomas, right? where you feel like God lets you down or like Jesus lets you down, right? Maybe you lost your job. Maybe your health is failing. Maybe things are just falling apart around you. But the point is, even when things are falling apart, when we place our faith in Jesus, it isn't misplaced. And if we believe in him and if we put our faith in him, We'll see that. We'll see that that's true. And so my prayer for you today is that no matter what you're going through, your faith is secure because your faith is in Jesus. Thanks for listening today. I hope you're doing well. We'll be back tomorrow with another short devotional. So stay tuned.